All right, so here we are with the next part in our series, Glimpses of Glimpses. And this series, of course, is a discussion on some of the little stories from the book Glimpses of a Golden Childhood by Osho. Now, I will quickly mention that Osho didn't get his name Osho until much later in life. So, as a child, they weren't calling him Osho. That was something that happened as a part of a process with his work. So, he had a number of different names. Sometimes he would get called things from his parents, sometimes from his nanny and his grandparents. Sometimes he would get called, for example, Raja, right, which means king. And other times he would get called his birth name, and other times that name even changed as well. And there were a number of name changes that occurred throughout Osho's life, depending on where he was at. And that's just something that's normal in that culture in that time. So I've been referring to him as as Osho, sorry, and we will continue to refer to him as Osho, but just keep in mind that his names did change quite a lot depending on where he was at and what his story was. So today I thought we'd talk a little bit about the story of when Osho met Gandhi. And before we get to that, I thought I would just also illustrate that Osho had a deep awareness of big figures of the spiritual world. The iconic leaders of religions played an important part in Osho's life, in his worldview, if you could say it like that. He is aware of, well, Jesus, Muhammad, the Buddha, Bodhidharma, Lao Tzu, Confucius, and all the rest of it. And he sort of talks in a funny way because in some ways he's very much against Jesus and he's very much against Christianity. And in other ways, he's actually hip to the insights that Jesus brought, right? So, for example, there's this saying, blessed are those who are like little children, for they will inherit the kingdom of God. And Osho says he's been impressed by that statement for 30 years. He says Jesus had the eyes of a child. Jesus is the fool in the idiot. But it doesn't say as much as about Christianity himself. So, that's just a little bit about, well, how Osho related to this iconic or, I mean, what, what do you call Jesus? phenomenon of humanity figure and when he speaks on christianity there's there's always this taste of well there's something very bad and poisonous about christianity and yet also there is an insight and there is a deeper truth that is trying to be expressed and osho's skill is in bringing that out and that's just across throughout his whole his whole career And there's a funny story that comes to mind as well, which is 
where Joseph and Mary are sort of sitting next to each other and Mary says to Joseph, Honey, I've got something to tell you. And Joseph says, Well, what is it, sweetie? And Mary says, I'm pregnant. And Joseph goes, Jesus Christ! (laughs) So, that's another funny little thing, isn't it? I believe there's a whole sort of routine around that story which Osho says about how Jesus Christ has become a swear word. (laughs) And somehow, for some reason, we don't know why, that, that makes sense, right? You wouldn't say that with some other name, but it's just there's something to Jesus Christ that makes it naturally prone to become a swear word. <laughs> so, there's another story where Osho goes to a Jaina monk and he's sort of asking him questions like, why don't you want to be born again? And what do you possess? And why, do you, why don't you commit suicide? And his dad is... His dad is there and he's like, why are you asking these questions? What are you doing? It's all, it's almost like, you know, Osho's dad brings him to church and Osho said, look, if you do this, I need to be able to say what's true and actually speak my mind. And Osho's dad says, okay, I agree. That's fine. But we need to go to church. And then Osho turns up and the Jaina monk is there and he asks, asks him these questions and actually stands up in front of everyone and makes it into this big scene. (laughs) And Osho's father is like, no, you know, don't do this. Don't say that. And then Osho is turning back to him and saying, look, you said, you said that I could say what I say. And his grandma comes in and backs him up and says, no, ask your questions. Let's hear what you have to say. And it's this big thing. It's this big drama. And it's like, well, Osho could really see through the facade of the religious mechanics and he really had the strength to stand up and confront this monk and say what he needs to say and really get to the heart of the matter like what's the truth of the matter like why are you doing this why are you living like this how is this a way to live and in many ways Osho was against Jainism and says that that lifestyle was quite abusive quite sort of masochistic in, in his own way, in its own way. So that's a little bit about Jainism to sort of go along with Jesus. And he says, religion is the foundation, sorry, rebellion is the, re- is the foundation of religion. And he talks about how Jesus had the argument with the Pharisees so that's another example. And then there's also this story where Osho met Krishnamurti. So around this time, Krishnamurti was sort of like, he was the big sort of guru of the day because this was the, this would have been the, the 60s or the 70s when Krishnamurti was really at the peak of his speaking influence. And Osho was also sort of, at his, he was all, he was sort of the up and coming guy who had already got a bit of notoriety. So it was arranged for for Krishnamurti, or Krishnamurti heard about this kid and asked him to come and see him. And Osho turned it down, 
and he turned it down because he said he had no interest in meeting him. Because, of course, he had no interest in his philosophy, in his ideas. And it was sort of too much for Osho to think, well, you know, you invite me. Why don't you come and see me? You know, it was almost like that thing. Why why should you invite me for me to go and see you? If you want to see me, why don't you and come and see me? So that's another thing that Osho talks about. And actually, they did meet by chance, I think Krishnamurti and Osho did cross paths a couple of times, and he noted that Krishnamurti actually reads spy novels or detective novels, <laughs> and he pokes fun at him for this, right? Because Krishnamurti's whole thing is that he, oh, he doesn't read the scriptures, you know, he doesn't read the sutras or the old Bibles or the scriptures at all. He just goes from his intellect. He goes from his personal truth, and Osho's like, yeah, but you read spy novels, right? It's sort of like this trashy entertainment reading. (laughs) So, that's one thing that Osho teases Krishnamurti for. So, Osho meets Gandhi and Osho is not impressed. Like with so many meetings, Osho has this big sort of confrontation with him. And he's very much against Gandhi's philosophy of life. He, he feels it is a kind of violence, a kind of self-abuse, sort of like the Jaina monks in, in some ways. And Osho could see that, well, this guy is really not concerned with individuals. He's concerned with some ideas. And I think, I think how the story goes is, Osho turns up at the station and Gandhi's train is there and it was like the third class carriage was actually the first class carriage, right? Because Gandhi had this whole thing of, oh, he lives in poverty and Osho could see, well, actually, if you go into this carriage, it's actually a first class carriage, but they've just put the sign on it, right? It's almost like they've taken the first class carriage and then put third class as the sign on it so that Gandhi could go into it. And that's just like, well, that's hypocrisy, right? And I mean, some people say the same about Mother Teresa, right? Oh, she lives in poverty, but she flies around the world in private jets, you know? And (laughs) I mean, some people even say that about the Buddhist monks, right? It's like, oh, they've renounced the world, but they live in these stone monasteries with beautiful gardens and splendorous views. <laughs> you know, there's a there's always a, a subtle dose of hypocrisy, if not an obvious overdose of hypocrisy in religion. <laughs> so Osho felt that when he met Gandhi and he meets him. And the first thing Gandhi says to Osho is, do you have any money? And Osho says, yes. And Gandhi says, well, good, donate it. And he pulls out the box for donation. And Osho pulls out his money and he says, well, where where is the donation going? And Gandhi says, well, it's going to the poor, to people who need it more. And Osho says, okay. And then he puts his money in it. And then what he does later on is he actually takes that box and leaves, right? He just steals it. And Gandhi comes up to him and says, hey, what are you doing? Why are you taking the donation box? And Osho says, well, you said it was for people who needed it more. So I'm taking it to them. 
I'm going to give it to them. And then there's this whole thing back and forth of, oh, how do you actually have that? And I don't really know what the the outcome of that situation was. But the point is that there was this big confrontation, right, between Gandhi and this boy. This boy. Who is this boy? He's not going along with it, right? And in so many ways, Osho spoke out about Gandhi. And this, of course, caused so much controversy for the for the next for the next few decades over Osho's career because Gandhi is seen by so many people as this huge right perfect spiritual iconic leader of India right he's seen as like the guy of India he's the guy of peace he is the man of peace and basically Osho said well his whole philosophy was violent his whole outlook was violent. It was self-abusive. Right? To be that much of a counter-culturalist or a contrarian or to go that far against the grain, there was huge, huge controversies and, and shocks around Osho. So, that's a little bit about Osho meeting Krishnamurti and talking about Jesus and meeting the Jaina monk and also meeting Gandhi. And there's a lot of people like this that Osho met, right? He met all of the heavy guys. He met all the ministers, prime ministers, politicians, big business leaders, right? He was very well connected. And there was always something that happened between them. He still maintained that that sense of truth, that sense of asserting his ability to see, well, what's the point of the matter? What's the heart of the matter? What's really going on here? And, of course, it wasn't always controversy, right? Sometimes he would meet someone who actually could see this kid is a genius. And I think, actually, we're going to talk about that in the next chapter, right? We're going to talk about that in a later chapter, maybe not the next chapter, but in a few chapters' time. Because you might you might think, well, everywhere Osho goes... He's met with confrontation and drama and fighting and controversy and just breaking down of relationships, right? So you might think, well, no one would listen to him. No one would relate to him. But that's not the t- that's only half the story. That's only one side of the story, right? Just like his teachers, where some teachers would say, this kid's a problem child and he needs to be locked away. Other teachers would say, well, actually, this kid's a genius and we need to listen to him. It was the same with all of his relationships. Some people were very much drawn to him. Some people were very much alive to his awareness. So I think that's probably enough for this chapter. That That's just a little bit about Gandhi and Osho. And I think they met a couple of times, but you know, Osho was very critical of many of the spiritual teachers and of course you can go and listen to his lectures to hear what he says about that but at least that's a little bit of an introduction (laughs) at least that gives you a bit of an idea of what what sort of mischief he got into all right thanks very much trying to keep this short and we'll be back very soon with the next part in this series so make sure you subscribe and i'll talk to you soon bye for now